Here's what happened last time on the Encourageable Party. Reluctantly, Falzern and Shakara follow Shaft into the murky, pitch-black depths of the Tainted Lake, attempting to make their escape before being consumed by Kralakina. There are, however, other dangers in the water. Falzerin's firebolts lighting the way, they reveal giant, crab-like creatures quickly swimming towards them. Oh, sweet, it's the rescue party. We're saved. <laughs> These creatures are definitely not here to rescue the party. A chase ensues as the three surviving adventurers desperately swim for the surface, for the relative safety of the rowboat they left bobbing on the lake's surface less than an hour ago. But where to now? Closest shore. Closest uh, shore, yeah. Wherever land is closest, let's get out Okay, of here. so you just want to hit land, yeah. that's it. Yeah. The lake begins to ripple and roil, a monstrous beast breaching its surface. The ritual successful in awakening a juvenile kraken. Taking no heed of the party cowering on shore, it begins to swim upriver towards the city of Pisces. We cannot just let it go and do nothing. Yeah, we can. We just lay here and go someplace else. I mean, I don't want to be around. We must at least lend aid to Pisces and anybody that maybe have left behind in its wake. Left in no condition for another fight, Falzern reveals his ties to the aquatic race known as the Tritons. If I can get in touch with them, they're probably going to want to know about this massive beast and maybe willing to... Uh, summon up some of their forces to come and help fight it. With their best option laid out before them, Shakara summons her trusty steed Buttercup and takes flight. I will ride ahead and warn the city. Now let's get back to the adventure. Ride safe, Shakara. Before uh, before Shakara leaves, I think Falzern would want to say... Um, Give her a kiss? On the cheek. <laughs> I've always loved you, Shakara. <laughs> it is only now in our time of peril that I've truly realized. All these secrets are coming out here. <laughs> Shakara, we plan on waiting here. I guess I don't know where, where another place would be in case uh, something comes up and we, we have to flee, but check here first, and if we're not here when you get back, I, I don't know, I did We'll try and make it back here to meet up with you. We'll, we'll stay here. Right, I just... If 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 someone comes upon us and we get into battle and have to flee... I will search for you. Okay. Safe travels. And Shakara mounts, mounts Buttercup and, and takes off. Yep, as fast as I can. Without danger, endangering him. There's sure. hills. Yeah, and without Shaft's expertise, you don't make quite the time that you would should he have been accompanying you. But, again, these it's not uh, it's only hills, right? It's not full mountain range uh, of, of elevation that you need to work through. And you are able to get, you, you, you make it through the hills after about two hours or so, making pretty, pretty good time on your horse. And you kind of come to the other side of this tunnel that you have now crawled, th swam through yourself on foot and gone back down the other way through a boat and you make it to the the bridge just kind of outside of it. You know that cro that crosses with the road, that crosses the river and the bridge seems to still be intact 
Perhaps that is a good sign, maybe. Okay, I want to stop and look down the tunnel through this direction to see if I see anything. Okay, uh, make a perception check. It's too dark in the tunnel. It's quite dark. Yeah, it's it's really dark in the tunnel. You uh, you definitely do not see anything, or really hear anything. But you, at the river's bed, this feels like the like there's there's waves. Something's generating waves in this normally oppositely flowing river. So I can conclude that it's still coming. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to ride to uh, the guard of the town. Okay. It's like a, a guard station. For sure, yeah, yeah. Okay, and I'm going to... Uh, what do I What do I see when I ride up to the guard station? It's like a building, you know, it's... Uh, the streets, it's, streets are fairly busy as well, right? It is still day. People are still active. What would be like... Okay, I walk up to the first... Or right up to the first guard I see, and I said, I need to speak to the leader of the guard. I have an urgent message. A beast is coming. Uh, okay, uh, maybe I can pass it on. What's, what's the message? I need to speak to him now. Take me to him. Okay, roll a persuasion check. Oh, I rolled a natural 20. So that would be a 24. Uh, a beast? I'm terrified of beasts. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> One die roll changes his whole attitude. <laughs> uh-huh. That's how D&D works. It's the fun of this game. I sure I'll, I'll take you to Captain Bleer's. No, no, not a problem. And he takes you to the, to this kind of this large the this guard station. It looks clearly larger than some of the other buildings. Is it would house sleeping quarters as well for shift changes and whatnot. And he takes you in into the building and this the city guard. They, I mean, they all have matching armor sets, right? I mean, they're all in kind of this light leather, maybe studded leather armor. And they are cle- they're clearly identified as, as being the guards of Pisces. You, I mean, you spent plenty of time in the city to know that as well. And he takes you to kind of a, a room down this hall, right into what would be, I guess, Captain Bleer's office. And basically he kind of bursts into the room and, uh, Captain, Captain, the beast, there's, there's beasts coming. I, 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 I don't know if I'm cut out for this. Uh, this is my first day and there's already beasts. Oh my God. And he kind of, he like kind of starts to freak out a little bit and just kind of runs away and runs off and bolts back past you. Uh, I gotta get to, I mean, I need better weapons. I, I need, he starts like frantically like verbal diarrhea to himself, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watching him and I'm kind of like pushing past him and going up to Captain Bleer, I must speak to you now. Yes, who are you? My name is Shakara. I have just come from the lake. A giant creature, a kraken, has just been unearthed and is headed towards the city through the tunnels. My goodness, uh, did you fight it? Did you, what is it capable of? Uh, how, many, how many men do we need? I, I am not sure. We barely escaped with our lives, but we did not directly confront it. I only know it is coming. I do not know if it will lay waste to the city or if it is trying to make it to the ocean. I just wanted you to be prepared and to get people out of its way. Well, yes, I mean, we can evacuate around around the, the river's edge, I suppose, but 
If this thing does not show up, I'm, uh, you will be held accountable. You must, you must know. I assure you, it is coming. Kind of eyes your holy symbol. Okay, well, I will just spread the word, and we will try to keep people as far away as possible. Do you want to accompany him, or like, what do you want to do now? Um, I think my job is done. I came to warn them, and I feel like he took me serious, and he is going to prepare the city. So I'm going to go back to Shaft and Falzerin, because I know they were both hurt, and we just had a bad battle, and I don't know if they are able to fend off anything else that might come at them. So I will now ride back to them. Okay, well, you get back out of out of the guard's shack, and he's sent uh, a few additional guards inside, and you see the, the, the little the rookie you spoke to is <laughs> still kind of running around with a like, chicken with his head cut off kind of thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab him. <laughs> I'm going to grab him and be like, calm down. You are no good to anyone like this. I, uh, uh, okay, uh, but maybe, will you help us? Will you stay with us? Breathe in. Calm down. I am breathing. (laughs) You and your guards should be all that is needed. I, I believe this creature is just passing through. I just want to make sure everyone in the city is out of its way. Allow it to go to the ocean. I do not believe there is anything you can do to stop it. I don't think that makes me feel better. <laughs> Just stay out of its way. And as, yeah, as you try to kind of comfort this guy, you hear what can only be frantic screams coming from into the city, near the edge. As you were fast, but perhaps not quick enough to get yourself out of harm's way. Okay, so now I'm not going to go back to Shaft and Falzerin. I'm going to run towards the screams. The screams lead you towards this river that cuts through in this canal through the middle of Pisces. And you can already see kind of these billows of, of smoke rising above the horizon, kind of over the rooftops here. And you see in the distance kind of the these storm clouds forming overhead and, and crack of lightning kind of raining down into the city. Uh, can Krakens call lightning? They sure can. Well, crap. You get to the river's edge, and you see now this behemoth that has crawled up out of the river and is now partially on to the shore. Already there are guards kind of responding and and trying to fight it and quell it off, and it's just, it's this mass of tentacles and this long body and and these short, two short kind of stubby arms that almost look like deformed fins in this gaping maws. These tentacles are just writhing around and grabbing guards and flinging them and some stuffing into its mouth. You see destruction. It looks like there's already a few buildings that it's decided to destroy as almost trailing this path of destruction from one side of the river to the other. Um, Are there any people or is it just guards here? The area seems to have been cleared of any unarmed people. They seem to have fled the immediate vicinity. You see on the south bank of this river, uh, a, a human woman kind of wielding this large war hammer and a shield and it seems like she's trying to tend to uh, one of the, these people that has just been flung you know, 30 feet uh, fr- uh, across this river. On the same side of the river as me or on the other the side? The opposite side of me. Is there anybody that directly needs my aid? 
Uh, you do see a, a, someone, a, a motionless body about 15 feet in front of you, near the water's edge. Run up to that person. Um, how close is the Kraken to that person? It's within 30 feet. The Kraken is kind of just slowly moving. It's now up on the land, and it, you see that it's moving. It moves quite slowly when it's on the land, especially compared to what you, you witness of it swimming as it's still continuing to make its way towards the ocean and like down this river but it's kind of these people that are now in its way it's taking the time you know to almost relishing in this destruction that it's wreaking on these the buildings or the surrounding buildings and anybody that it can reach with its tentacles and how close is it to the ocean now how far away are we still from you're still in like the middle of the city okay um i'm gonna run up to this uh, this uh downed person are they unconscious make a messenger 16 they're most assuredly dead Okay, um, so, I am sorry. There is nothing I can do for you. And everybody else is just, is just trying to fight the Kraken and... Yeah, they seem to they seem to be almost trying to back off as they're realizing that it's near suicide to run into this thing in their current state. I mean, with the few numbers that are left as well. I'll say, stay back. Don't provoke it kind of see the the guards there you know still weapons at the ready as they're tr- just backpedaling almost away from away from this kraken and the two kind of immediately in front of it start backing up towards the water's edge and it leaps back into the water itself partially submerging now moving very quickly now it's kind of unobstructed from this tunnel as it starts to swim out towards the ocean just grabbing this, these two from the shore as it's swimming by, and you see the tentacles wrap around their waists and yank them into the water and below the surface as it continues to move down the river. No! Can I run after it and try and maybe hack a tentacle? Uh, you can try to catch up to it if you want. Yeah. So, Elena, what is this person with the Warhammer doing? You now see on the other side of this shore this dragonborn has knelt to seemingly lend her aid, and you've heard her yell out to the guards to kind of back off. Now she's just sprinting down the riverbank after this beast. Well, the woman with the warhammer runs after her and calls lightning. Can I also channel divinity? Call lightning? Sure. So give me a description of what does this call lightning look like? Okay, so call lightning, the existing storm above this kraken, a storm cloud that's already up there appears, 100 feet above this kraken, just kind of like follows it, and it rains lightning down on this kraken at max damage because I channeled divinity, so that is 4d10 because the storm was existing. Right, your spell, the effects of your spell kind of almost... It seems to intensify this swirl of dark clouds up there. This bolt of lightning lances down, followed by this thunderous crack as it hits the kraken's body through the water, and the the water itself, you know, effect electrifies everything in the near vicinity. And at max damage, the kraken, though, seems to be unaffected. Forty damage did nothing, <laughs> and it continues to just swim down the river. The guys that were in the tentacles of the Kraken, are they uh, fried? They're still below the surface. You have no idea what their condition is. Um, so I think the big lightning bolt coming down would stop me for at least a second. 
and I would pause to look to see what happened and see that the Kraken is still going and is going out towards the ocean. That's right. And uh, can I can't see anybody, those two guys, I can't see them at all? No. I'm going to look around to see if anybody else is hurt in the area because I'm going to assume that I can't help them because how far, how far away from me is the Kraken? Well, it's moving at about... It has a swim speed of 50 feet, so it's moving very quickly. So you've been sprinting. Can't catch up to it. Is there anybody else? No, it seems all the... Any of the living guards have heeded your advice, and they've retreated, especially now seeing their two companions being grabbed, you know, 15 foot feet off of the shore by these long tentacles. They've fully retreated, and now they're, they're kind of focusing their attention more on some of these buildings that have been... On, that are on fire as they're trying to douse these flames now. And this Kraken continues to swim, mostly submerged now, this ripple of water in its wake. It moves towards this second dock about 60 feet down and just doesn't even slow, just rams this dock and completely destroys it, unfazed. I'm going to get on Buttercup and just r- ride along the edge of the water just to make sure it, it's going out to sea and not to come back up to land until it gets to the ocean. Okay, and uh, Warhammer, you've now seen, you've now rained down nearly the, 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 as much oomph as you can give some of your abilities here, and it seemed, to not, it seemed to do nothing to this beast. Out of curiosity, I follow along on the other side of the river, just keeping an eye on this girl on a horse. <laughs> you both are kind of flanking We're- this. We're, like, the only two brave enough to try to do something. So, yeah, I'm very curious and, yeah. It continues. It seems now word is very quickly spreading, and especially with the captain of the guard sending out his men as well to try to get people away from the water's edge. Seems your warning did do some good, Shakara, as there are no people around the edge now as you are following this crack and maybe 50, 60 feet in front of you. I don't know how much leeway you're giving it. Periodically, there are more of these docks that, you know, this is the main main travel channel. Boats come down this river all the time, and there's certainly docks set up to unload and offload passengers and or supplies that they may be transporting, and it just doesn't slow. It just continues hitting every single one of these, the odd small passenger boat abandoned in, in the river itself as well, being turned over in this Kraken's wake. And you're able to follow it to the edge of the city now clearing the boundaries of Pisces and it fully submerged now when it gets to section deep enough you completely lose sight of it below the surface and it has made it to the sea okay I'm going to just watch it for a second make sure it doesn't come back and then I'm going to turn around to come back to the city so Shakara you kind of look into your right on the other side of this river now you do see the 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 woman with the warhammer. Okay, I'm gonna look over at her. Uh, what do I see? Uh, you see a human. She looks to be about your age, maybe 20 years old, young adult, with tanned, light brown skin, brown hair. She's about five foot eight, uh, 150 pounds. She's clad in full plate armor, like yourself. She has a shield. Nothing really distinguishable about the shield, but she's carrying this war hammer that seems to be, like, electric. 
kind of sparking, kind of like the lightning that she had just called down. So I'll say, um, That was brave of you to try and attack it. Gotta do what I gotta do. The town is is doomed. That thing is huge. Yes. That, uh, that was very unfortunate that it did not just go straight to the ocean. Oh, I feel, I feel bad about those guys. He, I didn't even see him at first. He's got guys in his tentacles. I probably fried him. There is not much hope for them now. No, I'd, I'd say not. What's your name, brave one? My name is Shakara. What is yours? Nice to meet you, Shakara. I'm Mia. Mia Brightwood. I mean, maybe you've heard of me. I'm kind of, I'm kind of a big deal. But not over on these parts of Aspara. Nice to meet you, Mia. Uh, no, I am sorry. I have not heard of you. It's, it's okay. I, I gave it all I've got. I'm, I'm quite the skilled warrior, and that thing is just not... I don't know how we'll defeat it. I've never seen anything like it. A skilled warrior, you say? Well, yeah, I've trained for years. I'm a... I'm a servant of Thor. Very interesting. Shall we go back to the town and see if they need help? If anybody has been hurt? Sure. I, I have some healing. I, I'm with you. I'll go with you. I'll, I'll see who's down. You have some healing? Well, yeah. I come from a long line of clerics. I'm a very skilled, very skilled healer. You are a very skilled cleric. I may have need of your services. I'm listening. First, let us help the town. And then I will tell you all about what has happened. And you guys get back in, and yes, now the the, the fire seemed to have been put out from the destruction. There's seems like everybody's kind of, of pitching in, and you guys do see now at the, at the river's edge, there's this uh, youngish-looking elf... And he's kind of out there. He's like, oh my goodness! Thank God the infinite hero was here! Oh, I don't know what else Pisces would have done! <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> you kind of see him just kind of wandering around. He, he does seem like he is helping people, you know, kind of helping people to their feet. And it does seem like all the villagers now are, are pitching in and those that have some type of experience as far as uh, applying maybe some type of uh, medicinal benefit or, or helping bandage people up or taking them to the skilled people. I'm going to nudge Mia and be like, pointing over towards Tol- Tolstov. Be like, thank goodness Tolstov was here. And give, give a little chuckle. Dude, uh, what's, what's so funny? I will fill you in later. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> So it does seem like the obviously the immediate threat is is gone, and the city now is just tr- trying to g- go into recovery mode here. Okay, so I bend down or find the ones that are down and heal them. Mia, I have left two friends out in the foothills that are sorely in need of aid in order to make haste back to the city to warn them of the coming of the Kraken. 
Oh, you're the one that warned us of the Kraken? Yes. Wow. I, I can't imagine what other innocents would have been harmed if you wouldn't have warned the town. May I ask that you come back to my friends with me, so that we may make sure they are okay? Sure, any- I mean, I should repay you somehow for saving all those innocent lives in Pisces. If you go with me, I will consider it no debt owed. And along the way, I will tell you the story of how the Kraken came to the surface. Oh, now that, that I'm very interested in. Sure. Lead the way. Okay, so we'll go back to Shaft and Falzerin, and I will tell her about going down into the lake, into the cavern underneath there, and give her most of the story about what happened, and tell her about Bryn, and ask her if there's anything she can do to help Bryn. I mean, I... It sounds like your friend's been gone for quite some time. Um, but we put her in a bag of holding! <laughs> <laughs> I hate to break it to you, Shikara, but a bag of holding doesn't quite preserve one the way you think it might. I myself could not bring her back, but I, I do know others who could. Uh, but it will cost. It is quite the price. Well, we will have to ask the others if they know what Bryn's wishes were. I only knew her myself a short time. Okay, that's fine. But yeah, I, unfortunately, I'm sorry. I, I can't. I can't do anything about her situation uh, myself. Well, maybe we just see that she is laid to rest in a respectful manner. So back to Shaft and Falzerin. Okay, so as we're sitting there resting over that hour-long period of time, she it took her longer than that to get back to the city. So I would I would say we were going to go with our regional plan and just sit there, but after some point in time, do we hear this lightning and thunder and or see the lightning and thunder and all this from no, the coast? No, you are f- way too far away. Okay, then, then I think we would just sit waiting then. Uh, as long as nothing comes up, I think we would just rest. Yeah. So... You say you're a fish guy, right? Well, if you're if you're wanting to compare me to these creatures that we've seen our former friends turn into, Brendel and and your brother, I'm I am not one and the same. I mean, think of it like this, Shaft. I'm I'm essentially the same Balzer and I've ever been, except that I've been. Uh, granted a little bit of extra power um, similar to what happened with um, Isabella how how person that I the person that I am the half elf that I am did not change but I have access to some extra ability so these fish friends of yours that gave you the powers they're at your beck and call do they answer to you in some way no not at all from what I understand of the Triton race they serve to protect this plane of existence. Um, the material plane, they're, they are, they sort of come, come to the aid of, of anyone who lives in this plane whenever evil arises. When's the last time you talked to them? Uh, it's not for some time, at least a year. 
and you think these Triton things can take out this Kraken? Well, I know they're powerful, and they have somewhat of a civilization. I don't, I don't know how great their numbers are, but there's, there's multiple of them, and and they are powerful warriors. Not to mention, they live in the sea. So if this being an aquatic monster, I think makes them the perfect allies to have. Yeah, well, so far I've not done too well underwater, so it would be great to have somebody else taking care of this situation while we take care of ours. I agree. I, I don't think we're going to fare too well against this monster. So when Shakara gets back, then maybe we head up to the Mount Necrosis then? I, I guess, yeah. Like, I, I need to contact them. That's going to take some time. The only place I know of where I can be guaranteed that I'll be able to reach them is off the shore of Heraklion. Oh, right, right. So we need to go to Heraklion then. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that won't set us back too much time, but perhaps they might be able to, to deal with this threat without needing our help. I don't know. That would be great. So there's a Kraken out off the coast, and we're going to get in a boat and go to Heraklion. I know. I had thought of that. It's. I don't know any other way to accomplish what we need to do, fortunately. Well, as usual, this sounds like a wonderful plan. Yeah, it, it, it's carrying on the tradition with us of having fantastically laid plans. I'll sort of lean back and put my hands behind my head and look up at the sky. Well, we all gotta die sometime. Kick my feet back and close my eyes. You two are... Are you just basically sitting there for as many hours as it takes for Shikarta to return? As by now it's been three to four-ish hours. And it's like nightfall is quickly approaching. I, I think uh, when we spoke she was going to go and let them know and then come back. A uh, reasonable amount of time for her to be able to do that is what? Two or three hours? No, you know, a one-way journey, even at, on her horse, would be two hours at least. So we wouldn't be concerned that it's four hours at this point. So I think we'd just go ahead and set up camp for the night and and wait for her return. There's no point in us yeah. walking around. There's no point in us walking around here and, and, and trying to make our way there. We'll just uh, we'll end up missing her. Yeah, we potentially run into to someone we don't want to meet or, you know, don't we miss each other, you know don't meet in the middle so i say we just stick to the plan and stay where she expects us to be yeah so i would uh, set up camp and then cast alarm and uh put that on the you know so if anything comes within 20 foot of us it would wake us up yeah and it's not uh it's not completely dark but by the time shakara and mia arrive before you see them shaft you kind of at your side, this the returning hand act, you feel it move. It stirs. As if it, it pulls a little. And you hear, not coming from the axe, but coming just from, from around you, this, this soft hum that grows louder and louder. And the hand axe moves and it shakes and it flies off from your person. And as you trace it the path it's going, you see it flying directly 
towards Shakara and this human. And Mia, your warhammer, the source of the hum, now audible to all of you, as you pull it up to inspect it, and this, this returning hand axe rocketing towards you. It collides into you with your warhammer, and at the same time, another a flash of brilliant light as another bolt of electricity lances down from the skies. Despite there being no clouds now in this clear, this cleared sky away from the city, and now what you're holding as the light, the flash dims, and you just see Mia holding this warhammer, and it looks very similar still to what it did, but it seems to Mia you can feel that it's this increase in power from what you have known all of your life, and the hum kind of fades and disappears. Except, of course, Mia, still in your head, in your hands, this soft hum. So the axe is gone? The axe seems to have merged now with her warhammer. And uh, I can give you the specific details to now how this weapon works for you, Mia. But it sure. it's controlled. Uh, it basically works the same way as if you were to cast spiritual weapon. So you can control it and throw it. It is now, though, a plus three warhammer. Nice. Damn. And you said that was plus three to... Attack and damage rolls. And you you are able to throw it up to 30 feet, and when you do, it deals uh, an additional D8 of lightning damage on top of the normal weapon damage. So Falzern's just in awe, jaw gape, that this, this axe went flinging off and... At, at what just happened with this warhammer and and is extremely intrigued by this powerful looking weapon that was able to do this so I, I stand up and I say Shakara who is this what was that Mia what has happened with your weapon where'd the axe go hi I'm Mia <laughs> stealer of axes uh, I am Mia, stealer of axes. No, no, no. Shaft, Falzerin, this is Mia. I met her in Pisces. She is a cleric. Oh. I have told her what has transpired in the lake. I have told her about Bryn. Is she, she's able to heal? She's able to bring Bryn back? Unfortunately, well, no. Well, well, Get no. her out of the bag. No, <laughs> I did not say that, Shakara. I said no. Uh, fall. Okay, fall. Falzerin. Falzerin. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm Falzerin. Uh, I, I don't mean to be rude, but you're a cleric. That that means you can heal people and and bring people back from the dead. Well, I know you don't mean to be rude, but I cannot bring someone back that's been dead for several hours. Falzerin just kind of deflates a little bit, and. Has a bit of a blank stare, looking off in over the hills. He's feeling de- very defeated. I will tell you what I told my new friend here, Shakara. Your friend Bryn could be saved, should should her spirit be willing to return to a, a much stronger cleric than myself. However, there is great cost, and it is a very expensive process. I had told Mia that you two would know better what Bryn's wishes were. 
We can lay her to rest. I think we should, right here on this, this valley, looking out over this valley would be a great place to, to uh, put her body for eternity. <sighs> yeah, I'd, I just, I feel so guilty. I feel like, I feel like it's, it's my fault that this happened to her, and I was just hoping that there was some way I could un- undo this. It was not your sword that struck her down. If anyone is to blame, it is I. I was the one who dragged, dragged her along with this, this fool's errand and got us into all this trouble. We all chose to accompany you. <sighs> I, I guess you're right. Actually, we should burn her. I was going to say, you seem to have trouble with the undead, and burial might not be enough. Yeah, we we just, uh, we buried uh, th- a thuft, and look what happened to him. Best thing to do is get rid of the body altogether. Shakara did mention the undead, and, and I have fought the undead before. It's, it's not pretty. I think you guys should consider your possibilities. You know, Mia, I haven't known you very long, but that's it. That's a good point. I think. I think Bryn, more than anything, wouldn't want to return as a pawn for some evil force. I think perhaps the best way to to respect her life is to give her a cremation that ensures that she doesn't come back as some twisted and evil being. Is there any wood around us? You yeah. You could certainly build a, a funeral pyre should you want to spend the time scrounging yeah that's what I'll start doing I'll start gathering together logs and sticks and things so I I think I'll go to Fallsrin and say well let's uh, let's get her body out of the bag and and uh, I'm sure she'd want us to use whatever useful items that she has and uh, see what we have and then put her on the pyre yeah I, I don't think Bryn was was the type to hold a grudge for for us wanting to make use of whatever things that that might be of use to us to help our ends help us achieve our ends I do want to show her respect and and you know let, let's try and be gentle with her body and, and send her off what what does she have on on her person that she left behind i guess uh elena would probably know the best yeah yeah she's plenty of items uh you guys we don't need to really divvy them up on mic we could yeah yeah, off mic yeah and we put her in a bag head first so when we pull her out we're gonna probably have to pull because it's gonna you know get on the arms and stuff so you grab one leg i'll grab the other and hey mia could you hold the bag sure no problem all right, then we'll, we'll sort of pull her out, lay her down, and then... Oh, uh, wow, she was... she was something. Yeah, she was something. And then uh, start taking the items and laying them off to the side, and as uh, we build a, a pyre up on the hillside and uh, lay her body on top. And anybody want to say anything? Yes, I'll, I'll say a couple words. Um, Bryn... I didn't know her very long, but I knew her long enough to know that she was an inspired person. She had 
opinions that she stuck to and she defended and I think we can all agree that anyone who knew her would say that she had a good heart she was taken far far too soon she will be missed by many I'll I'll, uh, walk up next to Falzrin put my hand on his shoulder yes Bryn had a fierce heart and she will be missed yeah I know she hated f***ing Brendel, and she saw that coming for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Mia goes, who is Brendel? Oh, you left that part out of the story, did you, Sakura? I told her the highlights. Oh, he was a lowlight, I see. That that certainly wasn't a highlight. Falzer and still just flustered and, and upset at the mention of Brendel. So who is lighting this pyre? Are you are you leaving her like she's leaving her in her armor? Are you burning her with her headband on? Basically, just the magical stuff. You've kind of you're not burning, obviously. Yeah, she she lived and fought in her armor, and this headband obviously had a lot of importance to her. I, I think it's it's the right thing to do to leave her in that as she leaves this world. I agree. Can anyone cast flames? Because if yes. not, I can. Okay, you go ahead, Falzerin. You knew her better than I. So I walk up to to kind of the head of the pyre and fireball. <laughs> everyone, everyone, gather around. Freaking Bryn would want to go out and fireball. The by the way, Bryn would be like, "Rain it down, Ari." <laughs> Do the right amount of d6, Falzerin. That's what she was saying. Well. I was, I was hoping to only use a cantrip on this. That's fine too, I guess. <laughs> Bryn's rolling on her pyre. I reach my hand out in just 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 up to the edge of the the twigs and and the wood and cast firebolt into into all of this wood and kindling. And just a, a flame kind of leaps from the end of my hand and goes jumping into this and and starts the fire. I would assume. And very quickly, Bryn's body is completely engulfed in flame, and it continues to burn. I take off my cap of casting and kind of hold it over my heart. I take out some rations and eat and watch the fire. <laughs> you roast a weenie. <laughs> <laughs> Shaft. Damn it! I should have said that. <laughs> so. It's, it must be getting towards nighttime, is that right? Yeah. Shakara, you said you said these these two needed some healing. How are you fellas feeling now? I'm alright now. With huh. a little bit of time to rest. Um I'm I'm not feeling, you know, one hundred percent, but I'm much better than I was. Okay, Shakara made you guys sound pretty weak. We we were when she left, that's for sure. I, I appreciate your concern, Mia, and the offer, but I was going to suggest it. Nighttime is fast approaching. Perhaps we should make a camp and prepare to rest out here. Sure, Shakara. Since I wasn't able to heal your friends here, is there anything else I could do for the warning you gave Pisces? We do still have a long road ahead of us. The Kraken is still out there. We have a plan. You guys are going to try to defeat the Kraken? We have a plan to contact some friends of Falzerin's 
to see if they may aid. Huh. It, it's not a good plan, but it is a plan. That's 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 fair. I do prefer good plans. You are with the wrong group. That's oh, exactly okay. what I was gonna say. <laughs> is there um, is there an equivalent of like sense motive or um? I've been listening to some Pathfinder. In in D and D, is there a way to perceive whether you think someone is like has good intentions or insight? Insight check. Could could Who I are do? Are you inciting? Mia, I'd, poor, I'd like to get a feel Mia? for. I'd like to get a feel for. Um, whether she seems like a a good person or not, a, like kind of if I trust her. Absolutely, roll an insight check. Uh, that's an eighteen. From yeah, especially from the story that Shakara told you of, of how Mia lent aid uh, as quickly as Shakara did, really in in Pisces, and from the the little bit of talk that you've had with her, it seems that she uh, is trustworthy. Okay, Mia, I understand that that you're a cleric. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Wait, you rolled a, an eighteen. An eighteen. Yes. Oh, she's a deep scion. <laughs> yes. She well, starts I guess growing I'm gills. That third level spell slot I just rested back. We oh. never used insight against Brindle once. No, I know. I know. Falzern's learning quickly. I mean, sort of quickly, not quickly at all. But. Mia, you you have a pretty impressive warhammer there, and and I understand that that you're a cleric as well. So, do you typically clerics, in my experience? Don't do a lot of fighting. Oh, I'm a I'm a very very powerful cleric. You should have seen the lightning she called down. It was very impressive. Wow, lightning! You don't say. I mean, it didn't hurt the kraken at all, and probably roasted two cars. <laughs> but it was cool. <laughs> wait, wait! You said your name was Mia. What, what's your last name? Mia Brightwood. Maybe you've heard of the Brightwood family? Do you think Falzern would have heard of the Brightwoods? You can roll a history check. I'm I'm kind of like taking sympathy on poor Mia here. I don't, don't want to just crush her ego. <laughs> yeah, you guys are just ruthless. <laughs> Way to welcome a newbie. That's a 12. Um, no, I, I would I would not say so as her acting on the type of magic and the type of people that travel to and from Heraklion or there it's it's arcane centric as opposed to divine so it is okay it is quite a bit it, the magic works a little differently so there certainly wouldn't be any divine casters that would have traveled to Heraklion to to study at all that's a 17 Shaft you do recognize the Brightwood name you know that the Brightwoods are a prominent family in the city of Barrack, which is very close to Drukal. It's actually the closest city to Drukal, west of Drukal. And do I know anything about the history of this family? Is it a wealthy family, a trustworthy family? They are, yes, the family is quite well off, especially in what would be considered a Sparan nobility in those types of circles. Uh, is kind of where where they would operate. Okay, so I definitely don't want anyone to know that I'm aware that of her of her background. You said Barrack? I mean, Falzern doesn't know this, but Barrack is west of Drukal. 
Yeah, we haven't been to Barrack. This is an example of good information that Shaft would know, that there are some wealth in that family, and it might be to my advantage at some point in time. So you're to, not going to uh, say anything? To share it with okay. the party? Right. Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> no, I'm not going to share it. I, I actually said I don't know who you are, essentially. So. Okay, well, just because you guys haven't heard of Brightwoods, um, where are you from? That's okay. I, I hail from the town of Barrick. It's kind of by Drukal. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that city at all. I have not I've been not that been. far west, no. Falzerin, you've never been to Drukal, are you sure? Well, I was going to say, uh, I've not been to Barrick. Um, I've heard of it, though. Yes, it's, a, it's, it's quite the nice town. And I come from a long family of clerics. We operate the, the Temple for Thor in the town. Temple for Thor? You mean the god Thor? Yes, the god Thor. That is that is who has imbued me with all of this wonderful power, and I'm assuming who has now, you know, enhanced my hammer even more. My hammer is, my war hammer is unstoppable. Top notch. Falzerin is, like, eyes wide as saucers just hearing about this and, and looking at this hammer and putting two and two together to understand that this is potentially another powerful magic user that we've just come across. I, I'd love to see more of what you can do with this hammer. I, I think that's fascinating. And you say you can you can heal people? Yes, I've been trained in the art of healing and uh, in magical healing for, for years, since my youth. What are you doing on the East Coast so far from home? Well... Some events transpired back at home in Barrack, and it led me to believe that my skills would not be of use in such a small town, so I've set out adventuring, trying to help the world of Aspara in any way that I can. I'm just trying to be the most useful and, and use my skills and, and, you know, sort of evangelize the power of Thor in me. Spread the word. What do you, what do you know about the Paladins of Colstus? I've I've heard of them. Um, I know that to myself they they decimated the Phalaren Forest, and I do, Shakara. I still do owe you for warning the town of Pisces and for that good deed. I wanted to return you the favor. You owe me nothing. Well, Mia, it it seems almost like fate has has brought you onto our path because we're currently on a mission that has many side tangents. But <laughs> can you offer up another? <laughs> there, are, there are many threats to Aspara, and and we seek to to try and do what we can do to to go up against these threats. There, there's the Paladins of Coldest, which is which has been a goal that that I have had for some time now to to do away with them or or try and weaken their encroachment on the towns of uh, the likes of Goldham and, and Vixure. And now a, a new threat has risen up that who, who knows what danger this Kraken poses against Aspara. You should join us and and help us on our quest to to protect the lands here. We, we would love to have another a magic user, a fighter, a cleric. You're, you seem to be of many talents. You would be most welcome to our group, little as it may be. Sure. Um, Leland, can I do a check to see, 
Like, do we look like we have time to sit and talk and camp here, or do we need to move? Like, I'm just a little bit worried. Uh, do you want to kind of scope out the surroundings? Do you just want to look around? Yeah. Okay, you can roll a perception. I mean, this this funeral pyre is still burning, and... and... Right. So my perception's terrible. Can can I, um, I see, can I see that um, Mia's kind of looking around, surveying the area? I just, it seems like, it seems like we have a lot to talk about, guys. I'm just a little bit worried that, like, are we in the right place? Like, should we just rest for the night and, and catch up? I think you've got a good point, Mia, and this is maybe not the wisest of decisions, but the sentimental part of me wants to stay close by to, to see that this pyre burns and that Bryn's body is is not left for someone else to come across it and well understandably I mean you guys have faced so many undead I mean yes. I only heard I only heard about the story of the Kraken minus the Brendel evil guy I just if we could maybe we should rest for the night and I can tell you more about my story and you can try to convince me to join you yeah this is about as safe as it gets this is about as safe as it gets if you're gonna travel with us this is about as safe as I it know is. that this fire is is a bit of a beacon to anyone who who might be out uh, with nefarious intent, but I have some magic that that may be able to keep us a bit more safe while we rest. You guys are quite the motley crew. I mean, a dragonborn, a dwarf. What are you? And uh, half elf. Dwarf. Oh, what? You're not a dwarf. He he's a halfling. Uh, yeah, oh, sorry. I can shaft. The halfling, I of can course. Understand it, I'm sorry, my they're apologies. They're both shorter in stature. Not a damn dwarf. <laughs> Shaft, I have heard that it's more about the motion of the ocean. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, the kraken certainly is stirring up emotion in the ocean, let me tell you. There is something in the ocean, that's for sure. Well, let's take a rest, and and, and I would love to hear about your adventures. If everyone's in agreement that, that they'd like to, to rest for the evening... I can provide us with some safety. I think that would be a very good idea. So, I would like to cast uh, Lehman's Tiny Hut over us. Falzerin, you are full of wonderful surprises. Wow, this is cool. So explain to us what we see. So I kind of, uh, you see me making some motions with my hands and kind of mumbling some incantations that you can't quite make out um, in a language that, that doesn't make sense to anyone. And... This 10-foot area uh, surrounding all of us and extending over our heads just gradually sort of a, a translucent barrier comes up and creates a bit of a dome over the area that we're all in. And it becomes very comfortable and kind of inviting in the interior. And you can, we can all still see out of this, but you, you have sort of a sense of calm and safety within, within this dome that has sprung up. And I say... Uh, we should be safe in here for the entire time that we need to rest. No one can enter into this dome to accost us. Not not knowing what this is, I'm I I walk out and look around, and I try to feel put my hand back through where I came through. If there's some kind of feel, do I see it on the outside? What does it look like from the outside? I would try and camouflage it as best as possible with its surroundings. Yeah, so it kind of looks like grassland. So yeah, Shav, you, you, it looks like it's a section of hill, but your hand passes through it. So this is, this is sort of amazing to me. I, I'm seeing this sort of sphere that, that sort of hides in, and I can, I can walk through it. I take a rock, and I throw it in, 
at Falzern. And it, it bounces <laughs> off of the outside of the sphere. And then I walk back in without an issue. So as, Why as the hell see, haven't Shaft, you been doing this for for the last three weeks? Well, Shaft, I, I wish I I wish I had access to this magic, but as I've grown and and acquired more knowledge and become more adept at casting spells, I, I have learned how to conjure this protective dome for us. And now This that- is the most useful thing you've ever done. And I'm looking around amazed. It is very useful, Shaft, I agree. Bryn would finally think that you were something. I know. It's it's a shame she's not around to see this. Wow. I would like to kick everybody off mic for a second and talk to Leland for a second. Shikara doesn't fully trust Falzerin anymore. Because mm-hmm. of Brendel. And if he was such good friends with Brendel, how did he not know he was a deep scion? So when we're in the tiny hut, I'm going to... When we go to sleep for the night, I'm going to try and put myself between Falzerin and everybody else and kind of keep Falzerin to the outside without making it obvious that's what I'm doing. I just try and kind of separate him and put myself between him and everybody else. Okay, and that's kind of going to be the the status quo until you feel otherwise, basically. Yes, I'm just going to be extra attentive. Got him under your eye. Yes. And that's our show. Be sure to follow us on social media. We're the Encourageable Par on Twitter, Encourageable Party on Facebook and Instagram. You can go to encourageableparty.com for additional world and NPC information and check out some of the merchandise there. Be the cool kid at your next game night by donning some Encourageable Party apparel. Encourageable Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. Go to criticalhitdesign.com for your design needs. All ambient sounds and music are courtesy of TabletopAudio.com. Our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. You can contact him for your own musical inquiries via email at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. Happy adventuring!